Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. On the overnight crowd, we're joined by Mitch Keating. He's an editor with Zero Digital Sports, and he joins us to talk cricket, AFL, and NRL on the overnight crowd. G'day, Mitch. Hey, how are you, mate? Yeah, good. Thank you, mate. Thanks for the time once again. Um, it is uh, with a little bit of a heavy heart that I throw this first question your way, and it looks like the uh, fifth test won't be uh, joining us over here in Perth. Uh, so some sad reacts only from myself on that one, but uh, whereabouts do you think it is going to head, the fifth test? It's a, it's a difficult one. Um, it seems like Melbourne or Sydney uh, are the real front runners at the moment. I think while... You know, Tasmania or even Canberra probably hold their own right to, to have that fifth test and kind of spread the love a bit when uh, it's kind of being lost from from the WA locals. Um, but I think yeah, I think the MCG um, might just be that chance. You know, the bigger crowd numbers, um, what we can expect from um, Boxing Day alone is going to be massive given the the, the past uh, 12 to 18 months um, in Melbourne. But um, you know the idea of, of coming back uh, to the MCG on the 14th, and I think the last two days will also coincide with the start of the Oz Open. So it just kind of, um, I guess, echoes that that sporting uh, nation that and, and and city that is Melbourne um, in that in that mid-January slot. So at the moment, I'd be leaning towards Melbourne as the most likely, but I I wouldn't mind seeing it elsewhere in maybe Tasmania or, or at Manuka. Do you think um, it would end up being a day-night test or is it just going to stay as a day um, test match, do you think? It's being floated. It would be, um, yeah, it'd be interesting to see where the, the CA land with, um, with that decision and bringing in the pink ball uh, at the MCG. Um, obviously, there's no restrictions as far as the agreement between uh, England and Australia ahead of the test. So um, if they want to pull the trigger on a day-night one, they could. It'd be um, you know, a great showing. You know, get great fans, and and obviously for for the, for the Perth locals that are going to miss out, it'll still I think align quite nicely with as far as time zones. So um, there's there's plenty of positives, um, aren't too many negatives, but it, it's uh, more of a wait and see game at the moment. The uh, Oz Cricket news has been coming uh, thick and fast. Uh, I guess we'll start with uh, Pat Cummins as the skipper, and also Steve Smith as his vice captain. Uh, your thoughts on the two being installed as the uh, leadership basis for the Australian team? Yeah, it's a funny one. I think, um, you know, following Payne's resignation, uh, Payne, uh, sorry, Cummins seemed like the, the obvious candidate. And then I think a lot of people quickly drew attention to the fact that he's a, he's a bowler and not up the, towards the top of the top of the order. So, um, there, you know, fewer split on that decision. I'm pretty keen to see what Cummins can do. Um, you know, he's still going to have Steve as his right-hand man. And I think um, they're going to probably share that workload from more than what we've seen from Payne and, and then when Smith was... Um, captaining Australia, I'm a big fan. I think um, you know Cummins can really prove what he's what he can do. He's he's a proven leader on the field. He's very vocal and, and he's a really strong off it. So um, it's going to be a big step up for him. And I think you know no better time to start than the, than the Ashes on home soil. Are we all set to see Alex Carey as the uh, next keeper within the side as well? Is uh, that decision look like it's uh, firm towards his way over Josh Inglis? Yeah, it seems like he's going to take the gloves. Um, you know, two really strong candidates, which was, which is good to see. Um, and you know, what what we want is, is wicket keepers holding down that role. So, I'd love to have Kerry off to a flyer when he once he's given the baggy green. And I think um, Inglis has, has, has done pretty much all he could. Um, you know, we we had that uh, intra club between Australia and the the, the probables and the possibles um, 
I guess, practice match scrapped uh, this week, which is disappointing to see. And that would have been Inglis's probably final shout at um, gaining the baggy green. But he's still got time on his side. And I think Kerry, you know, he'll, he'll have the first couple of tests to, to prove his worth. And and if it doesn't go the right way for him, then we've got Inglis waiting in the wings. So um, Australia aren't short on, on options for sure. Trying my best to get some uh, more West Australians into the side, but it looks like Inglis will be out. So it also looks like Jai Richardson will probably not get the nod as well with uh, Mitchell Stark looking to uh, round out the uh, pace triplet. Uh, is that the way that you're reading it as well, Mitch Stark in? Yeah, it'll, it'll be interesting to see how that bottom order forms. I think England are, could be looking at a four to five uh, sprung attack with, with their pace. And whether Australia go for four, then Jai's certainly going to get the nod. I think... You know, form, how much we can look into it. Obviously, Stark's had a lot of question marks, but you gaze your, your eyes back to, to 12 months ago in the summer. He had um, certainly flipped the script last year. So I'd love to have Jai in. He's, he's certainly been waiting his time. And, and, you know, I think we will see him at some point this summer. Um, and whether that is, you know, the opening test remains to be seen. But I, 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 don't, I couldn't be ruling out four quicks with Cummins, uh, Richardson, uh, Hazelwood and Stark to go in with Cam Green in the middle order. I didn't even uh, really entertain that thought. I was pretty sure, you know, they'd go with that, you know, classic quartet. But, yeah, maybe four pace bowlers. That'd be nice. Yeah, you could still have still have Nathan Lyon around there. Um, he'll still be you know, probably at, at number 10. Yep. Um, you know, it, it could be quite an interesting order. Like I said, Green offers us plenty of versatility once we hit that number six and then move through to Kerry and then the tail. So um, whether we go... For the twelfth man, whether it's Stark or Richardson, it's going to be an interesting one to uh, to see how they select. I'd love to, like I said, I'd love to see Richardson in there, but um, Stark's test form, I guess, from twelve months back when when we were last in Australia, is is one that certainly won't escape the mind of selectors. What about the uh, English side's, uh, you know, lack of preparation or opportunity to prepare for this? Uh, with a you know seeming sort of um, you know, frigid or, you know, fragile sort of uh, batting lineup and then sort of the old boys of their bowling lineup as well. It doesn't, you know, read well for them to not really get any sort of a jog to uh, warm up and move into the start of the Ashes series. Yeah, you're exactly right. They, they come in here with, with that asterisk and it's something that we've seen uh, in sport across the last year or so. Um, and, you know, never easy with the, the conditions that the travel is putting um, international stars under at the moment. But, they have got a quite a formidable squad. It's obviously not going to be the, the best showing for them, um, but it's going to give an opportunity to a lot of the younger guys. Like you said, they've got these uh, you know, well-renowned veterans, and Jimmy Anderson's only getting better with age. I think he's almost 40 at the moment and still getting better and better each year. But um, they've got you know, quite a good young core, which I think are going to be chomping at the bit to, to really cement their place. Um, you know, they've been dealing with their openers um, you know, with Burns and... Um, I think it's Hashib um, oh, yeah. in that yep. top order at the moment. So there's there's been a lot of uh, of mixing around in that one and two, um, and there's a lot of contention at the moment. So hopefully they've had the, the right amount of uh, I guess preparations ahead of the summer. Um, like you said, coming down here is never easy, and when you've had, had to do it kind of the long way around as well, um, it's certainly going to be a bit of a hindrance for them. So hopefully it's not a slow start for them, and we see them fiery in a week's time. That's the uh, long form of the game, but we have the uh, short form of the game. Well, getting started for the men uh, with the Big Bash League 11 set to roll out this Sunday. Uh, who are your favourites uh, headed into the start of the tournament? It's always, it's, it's, I guess it's never really easy to tell who, who the, the clear and out-and-out out favourite is. Obviously, with um, you know, star players 
being in and out of you know the Australian lineups and and once one, one day internationals and T20 internationals roll around early next year kind of flips that script and, and it's usually a big impact on on clubs like the Stars um, who are filled with a plethora of you know Aussie representatives but have always can never really rule out the Perth Scorchers I think um, the boys out west are always quite strong in their showing come the uh, the end of the competition and um, a pretty strong squad as usual, which will be interesting to see how they perform. The Renegades, I, I can't see them really lifting too high off the ground um, given where they were at last year and some of the setbacks they're set to face. Um, I think Aaron Finch is set to miss the, the opening couple of games. Sean Marsh is out till close to Christmas, so um, though they might struggle, but... Somewhere between the Brisbane Heat is really calling out to me. Hobart Hurricanes, I think, are a strong chance. But, yeah, like I said, hard to look past the Perth Scorchers given their, their track record. Are there any uh, imports that have uh, really impressed you as far as the teams that were able to sign them up for this uh, edition of the Big Bash League? Yeah, um, I think for the Stars, Joe Clark's going to be uh, one to keep an eye out on. Englishman uh, will be at the top of the order and, and will be pretty comfy when he's partnering with Marcus Stoinis at one and two. So... He's one that I think is going to be playing a pretty key role for the Stars. Should they be back on track with a with a you know a strong campaign uh, in BBL 11? James Vince at, at the Sixers has always been quite a formidable option um, for them, quite reliable, and hopefully he can bring it again this year. We'd love to see the, the Sixers back up there um, as they always are. Majib Ur Rahman, I think it is from Afghanistan at the Brisbane Heat. He'll certainly add a lot. Um, in, in, he's done so in recent seasons. So another one, another off spinner that's really emerging um, as you know, quite a tricky one for the batsman to pick out. And hopefully, he's one that, that can fire again for the Heat. Are you getting involved in the uh, Super Coach uh, aspect of the tournament coming up as well? I usually, I think it usually gets to probably the, the eleventh hour when I make my team. So okay. I haven't yep. quite pieced anything together yet. But right. leave it to uh, leave it to probably Sunday morning, and I'll I'll be scrapping to put to put together my side. So. Um, yeah, nothing confirmed just yet. We've got an overnight crowd league. Um, this is the first time that I'll be doing Big Bash League Supercoach. Uh, have you got any tips and tricks that you can uh, help us out with? All-rounders, I think. Just get your all-rounders. Yep. Do, do your, your homework, obviously, early. Make sure you know who's not going to be departing for international duties um, You know, at the pointy end of the season. But um, your yeah, all-rounders are really going to be the one you want to you be, be a focal point, I guess, of your BBL uh, okay. Supercoach side. Hearing that a little bit. Uh, so that's the uh, short form aspect in Australia and uh, the IPL 22 will roll around before we know it. And uh, they've been going through some of their retentions as well before the auction. It looks like Glenn Maxwell is the only Aussie that's been retained for next season's competition as well. Yeah, really great, obviously, for, for the big show um, to be keeping his spot and really no surprises there for him. But yeah, there were a few, I guess, turned heads just to see him being the only one retained um, as far as the Aussie camp goes, you know, I think most of them will still get picked up through the, uh, the mega auctions um, and for pretty high fees as well. But um, yeah, Maxwell, the only one still, I think it remains in that, that top bracket of the highest paid players, but he's, I think he dropped about half a mil in his price. So I guess there's a, a bit of attention that's been turned on the Aussies, whether that's just with, um, you know, all the traveling that we've been doing and, and maybe some of the form, but, you know, coming off the T20 World Cup, you'd like to think that we'd have a few more, uh, a few more interest in those names, but, you know, yeah. a bit of a shuffle might, might do some of the, some of the players some good tricks. Uh, we'll move over to some AFL news as well, Mitch. Uh, the last time we had a uh, chat to you, it was just after the uh, first round of the AFL draft. Were there any surprises for you from uh, who missed out in the draft last week? Um, 
Well, I think Charlie Dean was the big one as far as the national draft, but we saw him get picked up by Collingwood in the second pick in the rookie draft on Friday. So I was quite relieved, and I'm sure he was he was very much so as well after a few years in, in the Williamstown system and missing out in 2019. I think Collingwood have, have managed to swoop on a, a, a very solid defender, um, and I think it's a position that, that they would have identified as a, as a glaring weakness for them um, as a key defensive role. He can lock down, he can kind of play that Jake Lever role as well. Um, and I think, you know, if you can get some game time and, and get kind of that tutelage under the likes of Darcy Moore and Jordan Ruffhead, then, then he could be every bit of a chance to be featuring for Collingwood next season and be one of those bargain steals from the rookie draft. Um, other ones to miss out, I think Jason Cripps, who will be actually training with Carlton ahead of the uh, preseason supplemental selection period. Um, he was seen as one of the, another one of the unlucky ones. And, it was great to see Greg Clark get picked up by West Coast late into the draft. Yep. Bailey Rogers, another one out there. Um, I would have loved to see. I'm a big fan of the mature age recruit, as I uh, probably noted in my in my fondness for Charlie Dean. But um, yeah, Rogers, I thought was another one. But if Clark can get there and, and prove what he can do at the AFL level, then Rogers certainly stands a chance to do the same. Maybe uh, during the spring selection period, or even through the mid-season rookie draft next year. Speaking of West Coast, uh, they also have another decision that they'll be waiting on with uh, Brad Shepard and also his concussion concerns uh, hanging around from last season. Uh, they're going to give him as much time as possible. So uh, it's just important that uh, the right decision's made around uh, a topic like this, isn't it? Absolutely. I think what we've seen across the past 12 months um, and, and the, the league trying to crack down, there, there is a message there um, in how important um, you know these, these issues are in footy and, and taking care of both your physical and mental health, and it's no different for, for Brad Shepherd. Um, you know, really disappointing to hear what he's going through. Um, it's great to hear that you know the club and the football world are rallying behind him, and hopefully we do see him on the track um, across the next season. And if not, he, he hopefully he, he remains um, you know with the Eagles for some time. You know, we saw the damages that that played um, on Dan Venables' young career, and um, you know it was quite hard to see for, for obviously. Eagles fans and, and Dan being such a young player and, and Brad's obviously had a quite a hard run in his career, missing out on the, the 2018 grand final. So um, you're hopefully all the best for him in, in his recovery from the head knocks. And uh, another player that's had a little bit of a history with that is uh, Paddy McCartan. He's still a chance to be picked up by Sydney a little bit down the line though. Yeah. Yeah. John Longmire flagged on, on SEN earlier this week. I think it might've been, uh, sorry, sports day um, that, uh, yeah, he remains in the mix to be picked up. He could actually be playing at either end of the ground, whether if the Swans want to trial him at uh, in in defence. And yeah, it's going to be great for him if he can really tick off that comeback. He's worked really hard, I think, over the past two or so seasons, and is obviously joining Sydney's VFL uh, setup 12 months ago has worked out really well for him as far as um, his chances of gaining that lifeline. So seems like he'll be picked up in the in the. Um, supplemental selection period which is uh, I think supposed to supposed to begin on January 10 now the AFL have confirmed so we've got a date and that'll go for two months um, right prior up all the way up until round one so yeah McCartan firms as, as one selection for the Swans at least. And a bit of a chat today around a change to the start of the AFL season fixtures we might be looking at the uh, round one getting underway on a Wednesday this year. Yeah a bit of a curveball um, you know some mentioning that it might not even be between the uh, the Tigers and the Blues, which will be interesting. I think a lot of fans have kind of called for some change, some like the tradition. In the last two or so seasons, a lot of people have been expecting 
the Blues to kind of ramp up their heat on the uh, on the mm. Tigers, uh, but it quite, quite probably hasn't been the the battle most are hoping for. But the, the round one Blues for next year are going to be um, you know quite a strong side with Adam Chera coming over. So we're going to see if that holds its place on the Thursday night. But a big fan of the grand final rematch returning to round one hasn't been so since I think 2009 was the last time we had it to to at least open up the the season, so um, a huge fixture, and it'll be great. You know, assuming it's at the MCG between the Bulldogs and, and the D's. Um, the D's could obviously unveil their flag. Expect you know ninety plus thousand there. Yeah. Um, it's going to be great celebrations and a great way to kick off the new season if if it does come to to open up the year. Yeah, that would be a lot of fun. And uh, just before we let you go as well, Mitch, uh, to the NRL, uh, I guess the uh, biggest story this week has been uh, Brandon Cheese-Smith, his uh, comments and thoughts around uh, him trying to make a movement and uh, also just trying to give a bit of transparency about the process that's been involved. But it hasn't gone well for him, has it? No, it hasn't. It's it's funny. He's, the Cheese is he's, he's a lovable character, but I think a, a lot of starting to turn on him. And whether that's probably not his fault and, and more so the the spotlight that's on him in the media. He's by far the most in-demand player in the competition with a probably uh, more than half a dozen clubs after his services. And, you know, a, a, probably a, an untimely interview um, <laughs> from his behalf uh, to, to kind of open up on a few things. And I love the transparency from players. I think we should be seeing it more often. He probably just said one or two things that, that the club probably weren't too keen to hear. And um, he's since been confirmed to, to leave the storm. It seems like Sydney Roosters are, are going to pick him up um, from 2023 onwards. So he'll play the next 12 months with the storm, but um, yeah, might probably make that move up to Bondi um, at the end of next season. They don't miss the Roosters, do they? When they uh, want to go after a big name, uh, it's not too often that one gets away from them. They certainly, yeah, they certainly get what they want to. Um, you know, there's, They've shown over the probably the last three, four years, um, you know, what they can do with, with the right list management, and it's worked out really well for them. And, and yes, yeah, Smith's going to slot straight into that number nine jumper um, come 2023. It'll be interesting to see how the rest of their books kind of balance um, after his arrival. Uh, you know, they've got a few key names coming off contract at the end of next year as well. They're still trying to work through, and and obviously the year after that as well. I think they've got even bigger names and playmakers. So, um, yeah, he's, look, he's, he's going to be worth every cent, I think, the cheese when he finally gets to take on that full-time dummy half role um, with the Chooks. But what that means for Melbourne and what that means for some of the other Roosters players remains to be seen. Is the league ever going to take on the, you know, frustrations of the fans around this topic specifically and seeing the players being able to call their shot, you know, like a year in advance? Will there ever be like a transfer portal or something like that where people can go in and get bid on or something like that? Or is this always seemingly going to be the way where fans are, you know, getting their feelings hurt a little bit because they're seeing players talk about other clubs while they're still at a club? It's just, it's a little bit hard to follow sometimes. It's, it's very difficult. I, like, the, the, the thought of knowing that for a player like Smith, who has just come off a fantastic year with the Storm, uh, he's got another 12 months on his contract. We're still 13 months away from 2023, and he's, he's more than likely to sign with the Roosters for that season in the coming weeks or days. Um, so it can be a hard one to get your head around. As far as, as I think, the, the, the player market and even just marketing the NRL um, it can be quite enticing for those that are, that are interested in, in, you know, player moves and gains and losses. And you know, it's a, it's a 365-day affair when you can and when you juxtapose it to, I guess, the, the AFL, which we have our two-week window, um, and then the draft period. It's completely different, and, and it can be a hard one to get around. Whether the NRL ever look to change it, it will, 
will be, uh, I'd say, in doubt. We'll be quite doubtful for the, at least the next couple of years. They could bring in a draft. There have been murmurs of bringing in a draft and kind of showing some parallels with the AFL. But um, you know, with the, the the Dolphins coming in in 2023 as well as 17th franchise, and the NRL also probably quickly looking to move an 18th franchise to even up the competition. Um, the the transfer market is going to be as probably as crazy as it ever has been with the Dolphins having to fill all 30 spots up um, and then another 30 spots coming with whatever the 18th club is in a matter of uh, three or four years. So um, whether they could shift anything now is probably, you know, quite doubtful, but um, with what we can see at the moment, there is some concern with, with, yeah, how things are being handled uh, between the players, between managers, between club officials. Mm. And like you said, the fans aren't exactly liking what they're seeing. Uh, speaking of those Dolphins, uh, set to dive into the competition in 2023, uh, getting their be- be- uh, first big signing, I guess you would say, in Felice Cafusi. Uh, how did you find that signing for the Dolphins? Yeah, look, they finally got their first big fish. Um, you know, Wayne Bennett, I think, has been trying really, really hard to uh, to get someone on the end of that reel. And, and look, they get an origin-caliber um, forward in Carl Fusi, which is great to see. Probably not the man at the top of their list. I think there has been growing concern over, you know, who they've been linked to and, and who's kind of either decided to secure their service, services elsewhere or, or re-sign with their current club. So Brandon Smith being one of them, I think the Dolphins even have one of the strongest bids or if not the strongest bid um, to land Smith, but another one that they haven't quite been able to land. Like I said, the, the Kalfusi, um, I think a great inaugural signing, one of the you know premier players and, and he'll be really happy to return to Queensland. But um, yeah, it is... Like I said, 30 players they have to sign, 29 to go, and it's been quite a, a slow journey so far for Wayne Bennett. Uh, Mitch Keating, great job once again, mate. Uh, thanks for the time on the Overnight Crowd. Thanks again, Ed. It was always a pleasure. That was Mitch Keating from the uh, Zero Digital Sports Stable. He's an editor there, writes a heap of articles as well on Zero Tackle and also Zero Hanger and also on Zero Wicket as we covered a whole heap of the uh, selection issues around the Ashes 11, the makeup of the Australian side, the lack of preparation for the English team and uh, will that uh, catch them out somewhere down the line in the series? I'm starting to think so. Let us know your thoughts tonight on the Overnight Crowd. 0433 98 That's the text line in studio or one 736 736 Let's have a chat about it on the airwaves on SEN on the overnight crowd with Paul Hader Heath. And we'll be right back just after this. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So, we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.